All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an amazing guest, artist, producer, Anatomy. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Pleasure having you on the show. For sure. Glad to be here. I was uh, I was definitely glad when you just reached out and, you know, asked me to come through. So here yes, we sir. are. Yes, sir. So if you wouldn't mind, just start us off by telling your, your story. So um, I, uh, I'm a musician first. So um, I grew up playing salsa, mambo, Afro-Cuban jazz. Mm. Um, I'm second generation uh, from Puerto Rico here in the States. So a lot of my family um, had grown up playing salsa music. Okay. So it's, it's pretty, it goes pretty hand in hand with our culture on the island. Um, so I learned from my pops. He, uh, he started uh, gigging and performing when he was about 13. Mm. He carried on tradition and he taught me when I was about 10 years old. So first time I actually nice. got to do a, a show or a gig um, as a percussionist was about 10. Mm. So um, that's actually how I got my, like, my first first start. Um, and it wasn't until I want to say after I like graduated high school, um, I started getting into emceeing, mm -hmm. uh, writing, rapping and everything. And, um, it wasn't until I started, I guess, working with a crew of people, you know, that I was with that they're like, Hey, you're a musician, you're a percussionist, mm -hmm. you get into drums. Why not try your hand at producing? So from there, uh, my first, I guess you could say hardware or piece of equipment was a Roland XP80. Ah. So for anybody who's familiar out there, um, yeah. so that's back in the in the floppy the floppy mm -hmm. disc era. So yeah, that was my first time like working with a workstation, and from there kind of like took a life of its own. Obviously, when software started becoming, I guess like the go-to, um, got into Reason. Um, hey, reason. See, I appreciate that because not everybody's <laughs> like some people are like Reason. Yeah. Reason, ah. right? But um, but then I, I also been getting into Ableton. Okay. Um, obviously tried my hand at just doing different things, like whether it be with uh, Logic or Pro Tools. Mm -hmm. um, did mess with FL for a while as well. So you know, mm -hmm. just um, the 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 doll life, as some would say. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of like where I, I guess you could say, like got started into production as well. That had to be maybe. I want to say maybe like 2003 Okay, was probably when I started getting into like production more so. Um, and as far as living here mm -hmm. in Georgia, so I'm originally from Lorain, Ohio, Okay, which is near Cleveland, like 20 minutes west of Cleveland. Um, I moved here in about 20, I want to say around 2013, mm -hmm. September 2013. And so my, I guess my introduction to the community here in terms of just like getting connected with other producers, mm -hmm. songwriters, artists was actually through iStandard. So shout out to iStandard, uh, Hatch, Sizz, Don. Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones that kind of like plugged me into the community here. So whether people were just starting off, whether people have been seasoned producers, singers, songwriters, artists, um, the community out here has been like really like tight knit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if, even if, Nobody knew anything of my credentials or anything that I've right, done. Right. The the love the love was the same. Mm -hmm. The support was the same. It's been the same. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a great journey so far. Sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sound, but yeah, shout out to iStandard. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got involved with iStandard um, twenty thirteen around there somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, twenty thirteen, probably twenty fourteen um, when we were in St. Louis. 
and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 been a journey with them as well. So mm-hmm. it's nothing but love. So I definitely appreciate the love that uh, I Standard shows and the community of producers that they have created. And so when you go to a city, you know they are they are welcome. I remember, yeah, um, I was was it the last B camp? It was the last B camp, the one that was here. Okay, yeah. And I'm standing in line, and uh, Hatch is passing up plates for the pizza, mm-hmm. right? And I love that because Hatch, as one of the co-founders of the organization, mm-hmm. is the one passing out yeah. plates yeah, he's, and serving the, the, the producer community. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that for one. The second thing was when he got to me, he was like, he handed me the plate and he looked up and he was like, I was, I was <laughs> like, oh, that's, you know, and so it, it just feels good to be welcome to that type of type of family. Yeah, for, for sure. And I mean, um, it's, I feel like as long as I've known them, I've known them since like 2010. Mm. My first experience with our standard, um, I went to a, a showcase okay. with a buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Be Ready. He was the one that kind of like introduced me mm-hmm. to them. And it was in Philly. So it was at a, at the, the club Fluid, if anybody mm-hmm. was familiar. When that was still open, I, I don't, I think it's been, been closed for a while or probably under new management, but mm-hmm. um, 2010, um, it was wild. Like, that was kind of like my first uh, introduction to, I don't know, seeing just how the community works. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you've seen known people, you've seen uh, artists, you know, yeah. in the spot. Um, that was, uh, I think the first time I've seen like Ill Mind. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time like I seen him, he was judging uh, the event along with a couple other people. And um, yeah, it was just a very uh, electric, you know, mm-hmm. type of environment. And um, um, I guess the, the point that I want to make was from what you had said, just the, the familial aspect right. or feeling like family. Yeah, so yeah. like as long as I've, I've been around them, um, it's always been like a family thing. You know, I consider them brothers and anytime they've looked out for, I don't, I don't even want to say the producer community alone. Mm-hmm. I feel like just the, the, the industry Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 carry on a tradition that you don't, I guess, often experience. So everybody, how 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 would Hash put it? Hash would put it on like, like no, like everybody's a superstar. That's what he was. Yeah, saying. He, yeah, he, everybody's a superstar. Everybody's a superstar. Leave right? your ego at the door. Exactly. You got an ego. Right. Right. <laughs> you leave it at the door. If you can't, just man, you're gonna have to bounce. That's right. Like, you bounce. But um, it, it's always been about family, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like any opportunity that I have had um a lot of it correlated with just being directly connected with them and i would say just the just i don't know like just that that attitude carrying over mm-hmm. so even if there aren't any like events that they might throw um so many of us still share the same sentiments as creators yeah. yep. that we can still carry on like that type of attitude uh that type of heart always welcoming looking to elevate, you know, mm-hmm. looking to elevate those around us and not so much just looking at what we could get out of, you know, the situation. So yeah. that, that's that been part of, one of the bigger parts of my experience living mm-hmm. here in Atlanta. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. And because Atlanta is, is so full of uh, musicians and creatives mm-hmm. that uh, it's good to find, for people who move here, it's good to find that they can insert themselves into that type of environment where it feels like family. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because some places you may go and you want to insert yourself, but it's like, well, we don't really know you, so. Yeah. You know, and and I, I mean, that's a great point because I've, I've lived in other cities mm-hmm. and and you would you would think it'd be somewhat different just because being here in Atlanta, like, I know this is the biggest city that I've lived in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah, me too. You, you, you would think that uh, in terms of like exclusivity, like people would be like excluded mm-hmm. from being a part of certain things. 
but again, like that's I think that's one of the things that uh, that's a great tell like of the city. Mm -hmm. It's like if uh, if you're known, if you're not known, if you got a lot of time under your belt doing what you love to do, and and I mean it's in like a, a I guess like a plethora of different like things that people get into. So somebody's into music, yeah. somebody's into film, mm -hmm. somebody's into uh, art, cuisine. Um, yeah, like it's like it's the same vibe everywhere, mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's another thing that I've appreciated being here because I have lived in other cities mm -hmm. where it took a while where even even if I had like the skill or the talent or even if I might have known a couple people still, um, it would take time mm -hmm. to kind of like get into, I don't necessarily want to say just like the scene, mm -hmm. but maybe some circles who are kind of like gatekeepers mm -hmm. or control certain things, you know, certain aspects of whatever the scene like mm -hmm. has to offer. Um, but here, like I haven't, I haven't dealt with that at all. Like really, it's like right. you show up as one person vouches for you, it's like, hey, such and such is with me, or hey, this is, you know, this mm -hmm. is anatomy, he's a percussionist, so on and so forth. Like all it takes is the introduction. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just kind of, it just carries on. So I'm like, man, this is it's pretty painless. <laughs> so, so why do you think that is? Why do you think it happens so easily and so, uh, everyone's so, you know, arm stretching out to others, but in other cities you may go to, it kind of takes a while to kind of get into that, into that realm of the music community. So I've, I've had the discussion with people before. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure it's, it's a couple of things that I could like think of, and I'm sure I'll probably miss some other, some other like nuances that like make it so great. Mm -hmm. But I would say um, one, people always talk about the hospitality here in in atlanta mm -hmm. um i feel like that's that's a, a true point you know that does carry over um where um i guess in some some cities like maybe the culture is just different you know um so that could be like from a general perspective but also i know for me being one that's like not originally from atlanta i feel like and and a lot of people who do live here always tell me like you know a lot of things blew up like after or mm -hmm. No pun intended at all. I'm so sorry for saying it like that. But the Olympics, <clears throat> if it weren't for the Olympics, you know, things wouldn't have taken off, mm. you know, the, the way the way they did. And I feel like with that, a lot there's been a lot of influx and a lot of like just um, transplant, you know, mm -hmm. people like come from different states, different cities, different countries. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that could be another thing. Because I mean, one thing that I know I share with others that are from different places is you know you come in you're you're brand new right you don't know a whole lot um you want to be respectable you want to be cordial um and you know you're not trying to step on toes it's mm -hmm. like hey i'm someone the outsider i'm trying to get used to seeing like how you all move here mm -hmm. and what you know like how how i have to i don't know like follow through accordingly with just following up with people right and so like the majority of the people that i've met since i've been here are not from here so everybody's from a different corner of, of the U.S. or the world even. And I feel like because like everybody's already kind of like in an open, mm -hmm. open hearted tone where it's like, hey, I'm not from here. You're not from here. We all here for the same reasons. How can we work together? You know, mm -hmm. how can we build together? Um, and I know I just feel like there's just a, a lot of like minded people, you know, mm -hmm. Um, in my opinion. So even 
with me doing what I do. Typically, I've been in places where, or rather other cities, and I mean, don't get me wrong, like me being from the Midwest, I mean, there is there is a sense of camaraderie, right. but there's still that sense of like, hey, we're comrades because we in our same circle. If, it, if it's somebody who's not us, we're not giving them love like mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes, not everybody. But um, here it's like I could I could fit being myself. Right. I could fit being myself. I don't have to act like somebody I'm not. I don't have to put a front on just to get a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just me being me is is an asset in itself. Sure. You know, and I don't have to I don't have to like overextend myself to impress. So if I'm in a room or I'm doing something with people, like um, another another good example is um, another spot out here is uh, bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to willpower. Shout out to willpower. Um, that yeah. that's that's I feel like that's like a great example of what it really feels like in a small mm-hmm. pocket, like that's representative of like working in Atlanta. Because right. I could go there and I could be in a room full of like other producers, mm-hmm. and you know, typically you think, oh man, you know, I gotta I gotta show up, I gotta show out, and it's just this. It it goes beyond competition. Like you're trying to like impress, to almost like keep people like out of the out of mm-hmm. the light. That that's how some people may act. Here, that's not the case. Right. I could come in room full of producers. Everybody's looking to see who can contribute what. If somebody's contributing to a record, and there's something that I can I could do that somebody else may not be able to mm-hmm. do. There's no, I don't know. There, there's no there's no tension at right. all. I could just come through. I could bring my my wongo, I could bring my congas, I could bring all my instruments mm-hmm. or whatever, and I could fit right in. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like it's like a family affair, uh, a family affair. Wow. Everybody's having fun and doing what they do, you yeah. know. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So shout out to all the creatives here in Atlanta. We greatly appreciate for us who uh, are transplants to Atlanta, how you have opened up your arms and opened up your city to to welcome us. And just allowing us to fit in and just kind of really just be, be ourselves. I think yeah. that's critically, critically important. In, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So let's talk about your music. Let's talk about how you incorporate your roots into uh, your your art and your creativity. So I guess funny enough, and I I get into these conversations often because like when I when I first started, mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, so my aside from being a salsero, my dad was a b boy as well. So, nice. Right. So um, I I feel like I grew up in in a household that had like equal amounts of hip hop and salsa. Mm-hmm. So when the time came um, for me to to actually perform, I don't know why it was like that. I would usually keep those things separate, mm-hmm. you know. And the crazy thing is, like, even if you do the history on hip hop, obviously the presence of Puerto Ricans, you know, mm-hmm. in hip hop, um, even whether it be b boy and DJing. Um, producing, rhyming, um, the, the culture has always been, the cultures, even though they seem to have been together. When I was younger, I didn't really merge the two Mm. as much. So I, I love boom bap. So I grew up obviously listening to like Premier, Mm -hmm. uh, Pete Rock, uh, Large Professor, Dilla, you know, you Mm -hmm. name it. So it's like when it came to me getting into production, I was always uh, like heavy on like sampling, and the boom bap feel. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, man, maybe like in the last, I'd say like 10 years, that I like stepped away from just doing the things that I like because I just love listening to mm-hmm. and started experimenting with different things. As far as merging what I do naturally, 
into the music. Like it probably has been maybe the last three mm. because again, I guess with me being in a place where like, I just wanted to create what I loved. Mm. I never thought to take what I do naturally and put it into like the drum programming or, mm -hmm. you know, um, I guess just, just the creative process. But now it's just been so much simpler, like to find, well, I don't want to say find, but like maybe like create my own, create my own sound. Mm -hmm. And so half of, half of what I do is pretty much like live recording. So, um, and the great thing about it is that it's all, it's all rhythm based. So even if there's certain things that aren't, um, that aren't traditional to what I play with salsa or mambo, mm -hmm. even if I'm doing something on a record that's like a bachata or a cumbia or like some other, some other style of like Latin, mm -hmm. like vibe, um, it, it, there's always still a way to make it all fit. And it's like not... There's no, uh, there's no struggle, like to actually like make the sound what it is, because mm -hmm. it just, it just comes out naturally. So for me, um, finally, I guess like bridging what I've done with performing with salsa and then producing hip hop, it, uh, it, it just fits. It just fits. So that's what's up. So was there a a reason why you kept them separate in the beginning? Um. So. I guess I, I could admit, and I mean, I feel like a lot of us kind of have similar stories where you you grow up surrounded by ideas, you know, you grow up surrounded by, I guess, like schools of thought mm -hmm. and you don't, I guess you don't necessarily like question, you know, like the things that you were like raised around. So I can't say that um, even though the cultures were as far as like hip hop and salsa, like we're always like present around each other. Right. There was still separation, you know? So even though like I grew up in Lorraine, uh, around 30th and Globe, um, this was like prior to like, I guess like the era of, uh, I guess like when, when drugs really hit, mm -hmm. when the hood was like not the hood per se, mm -hmm. it was just like a big community. Everybody was right. like side by side, shoulder to shoulder with. And I feel like once, certain aspects of either like segregation or um, separation with either like classism or social status mm -hmm. or whatever, like everybody kind of like ended up staying in their own pocket. Mm -hmm. So when it did come to, I guess, the cultures being what they were, salsa was always salsa. Mm -hmm. like, the, like the Puerto Rican culture was always like very tight knit, family oriented. So it was like, there wasn't really a whole lot of other things coming into even though my dad was a b-boy like the hip-hop scene that are being still kind of like its own thing too mm. so even though we shared the same space in terms of like community when stuff was popping and stuff was going on like, it was always its own thing okay. so when i did get into i feel like that's some something that kind of like affected me like mentally um not necessarily in a bad way i think it just was what it was at the time mm. so like if i'm thinking of hip-hop that's all i'm thinking i'm thinking of like breaking, I'm thinking of MCing, I'm thinking of producing, DJing, you know, graffiti, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking about like exclusively like the culture itself. So I never thought to just take stuff that I've grown up in to like infuse or like incorporate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I got older, I'm like, man, like it really ain't no rules, man. Like, you know, there's no, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there's, there's really no point like to keep my stuff, you know, boxed in. I mean, and I guess really, with the with the journey of music and just life in general, it's like there's so many other parts. 
there's so many other things like that are incorporated that make life what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, like why not why not really like take all of these things and put them together and let it be more of representation of like, you know, what what I've experienced, mm-hmm. what I've grown up in. Um that I mean that's one thing that's really been on my heart even now these days, where it's like I wanna make sure if there's anything that can if there's anything that can be shared with people, mm-hmm. you know, like I wanted to come from a, like an organic place of like if, if there's like any cultural impacts that I could share, like I want this stuff to translate over. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want it to just be sounds. I don't want it to just be, yo, I do this style of whatever mm-hmm. I do. You know, th- this is my production style. Of, like this is my my aim. Like I want to let the music be what it's gonna be. You know, right. and like if I'm bonding with anybody, you know, I, I want. I guess I, I just I just want like that same type of like heart and character to translate over. Mm. Man, that's profound. It's life, man. <laughs> it is it's life, man. It's life, and even in in just what you were speaking of, I can tell that that you're one who goes back and and you kind of study the the history, yeah. Because right? you started naming the core elements of 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 hip hop, yeah. And, and I don't know if most people even know the core because when you started, you was like, yeah, b boy and MC and the graffiti. I was like, whoa, yeah, he kind of he knows the roots of hip hop and yeah. not many people kind of go back and and really study how it got started and how that kind of influences what they what they do today yeah usually. and i mean i could uh i could definitely i could definitely um i guess give credit like to my dad on that on that one mm-hmm. um and for i don't know some some may have known his name some not but he goes by miguel mambo de leon um so he's he's done a lot just period not just in my life but as far as just as a musician mm. um so where I, I guess you could say where I cut my teeth at in terms of really getting into performing I used mm. to live in Kansas City Missouri okay so anybody who's from Kansas City Missouri um or even if they from Wyandotte KCK no, I, shout <clears> to <throat> that, yeah. like I used to live in St. Louis okay yeah so. you know so um anybody who's from the Midwest specifically like the KC area mm-hmm. Like that has a history of, of, of its own when it comes mm-hmm. to like jazz history um, from uh, man, from the the Moulton Brothers, uh, Charlie Parker, Hootie McShane, mm. um, uh, who is it, uh, Bobby Watson. I mean, there's a ton, mm-hmm. you know, um, and like so being there, having an appreciation for the history of the Kansas City jazz scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being under the mentorship and like the tutelage of my pops, like even with Salsa, like he made sure that I knew the history from like the 50s and 60s. Mm. Um, hit, hit one of his mentors or his main mentor was Tito Puente. So um, from having like mentors like that mm. and just the scene that he performed in, it was almost like it was just a natural thing for me to want to wow. know the roots of something you know, to right. want to know like where things like originated from. And it's like, I feel like for me personally, I wouldn't be able to completely like fully appreciate mm-hmm. not just what I was getting into, but like what I'm almost like a torchbearer of, you know? So it's like, other than just the joy of making music, right. if, if people are looking to learn and learn properly, like it's almost my duty as well to try mm-hmm. and help educate or to try and help um, at least give a historical view to say, hey, you really enjoy, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever style of music you play. Well, I don't know if you knew, but, you know, mm-hmm. you could just go back into the history, mm-hmm. give people more appreciation so they could see, like, 
they're they're connected to more than just a piece of equipment. Mm. You know, they're connected to just more than just what's going on currently. You know, there's like a whole historicity of of information right. spanning back before I was even born. You know, mm-hmm. that I'm still connected to in some type of way. You know, and I'm I'm paying it forward to still either educate or share these experiences for the next generation to come. You mm. know, so, wow, that's that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, man, everybody who is going to be watching this, I think the biggest thing that they're going to pick up on, and this is a question I'm going to ask you, is mm-hmm. just the appreciation for music. The appreciation and the love for music. So the question is, do you think that's something that is missing in today's music, is the appreciation and the love for music? Um, I would say, I would say yes and no. Okay. Um, I would say yes because for for what it's worth, where people are currently, wherever they are, however however long ago they got started, mm-hmm. um, I guess whoever their inspirations were, I think. Excuse me, people who um, people who appreciate things like they they appreciate it from whatever vantage point they mm-hmm. they started off at, mm-hmm. you know. So there could be somebody who, you know, kids is here in Atlanta, who like they fell in love with with the trap scene, mm-hmm. you know, trap music, and um, they fell in love with the, the the genre and what it takes to actually make the music itself. Just because they might be in that one style, or somebody up in like New York grew up like with boom bap, you know, or somebody in Detroit grew up like listening to like Dilla or House Shoes or you know. Um, uh, any any anyone else you know from any other mm-hmm. state you know grew up listening to whoever it was that was like their their pinnacle in view of like what music was going to be like right. for them you know they appreciate as much as they can from that that point um so I would say to I don't know like to to the point of at least acknowledging you know mm-hmm that everybody has like different varying levels of like what they appreciate or why they appreciate something. Mm-hmm. I at least want to acknowledge that because I know sometimes some some of my friends point out like the the old head <laughs> hip hopper in me, <laughs> where I could, where I could say something. It's like man, you you old like, head, you right? Like old it's head, like, man. man. You, you sound like an old man that's not like mm-hmm. you know like giving at least like credit or appreciation to like where somebody else is at in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I, I used to have moments where I was like kind of that guy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't appreciate things for what they were. So, um, on, on the yes end, I would say, yes, there's some varying levels of appreciation. And I know that was somewhat of a long answer, but, no, that was perfect. um, I, in the terms of no, I would say no, because there's still a very large group of people who they, they see what they could get out of it. Like there's really nothing to there's really nothing to put themselves into other than the fact that it's like there there's fame mm-hmm. or the appearance of fame, mm-hmm. especially these days being online. Um, what do people call it these days? Like either the term clout chasing, yeah, clout chasing, you know, or yeah. I'm sure there's other terms that, you know, people would use, but um, some people do it for money. Some people do it for fame. Some people do it for like the popularity some people ain't even really doing it. They mm-hmm. just doing enough 
to make it look like they're doing something. Make it look the perception. The yeah, that they're doing something. The 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 perception right. of some people do it because they're addicted to you know wanting to be followed, wanting to be revered, mm-hmm. wanting to be uh, shown some level of like respect or love, um, and it's not. I guess me saying all that is just to say like there's a lot that's just not connected to anything. Mm-hmm. Selfishness, maybe. Um, just more of like a, a, a self-serving desire to want to like, I don't know, like present a term of like, or a view of like purpose. Because mm-hmm. I mean, myself included, like everybody, everybody wants to be a part of like something bigger, something greater. Everyone wants to, I guess at, at the at at the root, they they either want to belong or fulfill a purpose, you know, or or have a calling, if you will, to to be living in, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it's just some, some are surrounded by some to educate, to give love, to, to show them whether it be ropes or like, kind of like to help be as a guide, like the leading mm-hmm. people and others. It's just, I mean, again, it's, it's the era that we live in, you mm-hmm. know? So some people could just see something online and want to emulate that. And it, it looks appeasing. It mm-hmm. looks like something that would like be very fitting. So it's like, what do they do? You know? Right, right, right. And, wow, you know they 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 jump into that for that, right? Right, know? right. But I mean, again, like, not to sound like the old head, <laughs> but, but but from but from a from an area of appreciation of appreciation for me, like I'm glad, I'm glad I grew up the way I grew up. I'm glad that I had access to, uh, I guess, culturally relevant like learnings, mm-hmm. things that uh, things that I was able to get into at a younger age. So. Um, one of the things I'm I'm just grateful for is uh, I'm I, I'm glad that I was able to grow up around people who cared enough, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to to not even just educate me, but to make effort to allow me to be in in an experience, like to have experience and be part of an experience. Um, you know, like my I, I feel like for whatever for whatever it was worth, like my dad was was um, proactive in that sense. To say, hey, you know, you you could be in into anything you want to be. Mm. Let me at least give you some of where you come from, right. you know. Um, so I mean, he he did that with with breaking. He was the first person to teach me how to spin on my head, ah. you know, to to <laughs> to break out the cardboard or like you know. Yes. He he uh, he had me training pretty much with the uh, with a sock on my hand, like doing like the, the hand spins and everything. So whether it been him, you know. Man, wait, I'm sorry, look, look, <laughs> look, man. I know most of y'all will probably don't even know, but that was the time back in the day when you get the sock with the sock on your hand, you're trying to do the spins on the, on the cardboard. Oh my goodness. Dude, and when you, when you finally hit it, like, but I mean, that's, that kind of like speaks to the mm-hmm. point, you know, like you, you know about that, you mm-hmm. can relate to that. There was something, even if you were in a different area of the, of the US, mm-hmm that era and just that culture like transcended just where it originated from, right. you know. Um, my dad wanted to make sure that I was experiencing that, you know, when I got older That's what's up. and the time came to get involved in music, it was it was the same thing. Like I didn't even realize what he was doing. Um, he would always take me to his rehearsals. He would always take me to the shows. Um, sometimes I'd be falling asleep in the sound booth mm. during gig nights. Like I, I, I wasn't even of age to be in the clubs mm-hmm. or like in the discotheques or whatever, but I'm still because I was his son. Like they gave me the pass, and I was able to just, 
you know, experience everything. So like all, all of that meant something. All of that, all of that poured into me in some way, shape, or form. And shout out to like all the musicians that I like even grew up playing like side by side with and performing mm-hmm. side by side with because like oh they all contributed something mm-hmm. like to my life. Like all of them like contributed to me understanding history, whether it been whether it been salsa, whether it been uh, even prior to that, Afro Cuban jazz, mm-hmm. you know, uh from learning things like clave, the difference be- between like three two clave to two three. Um and the roots of the drum, like mm-hmm. going all the way back to like the continent of Africa, like there's there's a lot of different styles of what you know I grew up playing that reflect so much before me. Even when when mambo started or salsa started, mm-hmm. stuff was still very prominent and happening in life well before that. That culminated in even even of that like becoming something at all, you know. And anyhow. So I don't go off on a rabbit trail. No, you just good. History. Um, every everything contributes to to, to something, yeah. you know. At some point, I just I really want to do my part to to carry on. If there if there is any tradition in teaching or making myself available, mm-hmm. like for other people to experience something other than just what you see at face value for the moment, right. I I definitely want to do my part, you know, and 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 pour into others, you know, and pay for man. That's what's up. Man, shout out to, to Anatomy's dad, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, for being a huge inspiration and guide just in your life, brother. Shout out to all dads yeah. that's doing that. Yes. But specifically indeed. at this moment, Anatomy's <laughs> dad. Uh, but just kind of just even showing you uh, and putting you in positions and places and things that were going to influence you to this to this day. Yeah. yeah. So, so even in saying that, so personally, what were some of your sacrifices or challenges that you had to face or deal with in order to uh, be uh, in this particular music industry? That's a, that's an excellent question. And in part, I feel like it's almost like an ongoing question mm-hmm. or it's an ongoing answer to the question. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way because um, I've definitely been in different seasons where things were great and flourishing where like I'm gigging like two and three times a week, you know, mm-hmm. there's been multiple times that I've done, I guess music is a full-time occupation. And sometimes I had to like take a step back and do what I had to do and mm-hmm. pick up, you know, just like a nine to five to, um, to take care of home, take care of bills, whether it be as a single person, um, now as a married person, um, uh, I got married March 4th, 2015. Um, so going from the transition of like mm-hmm. being a single musician, doing what you got to do. Um, sometimes uh, you got to make moves where you like on that hustle diet. For anybody who knows, like, you know, you spending like five bucks like at the bodega or like the wherever you get what you got. You got it. You, you making a loaf of bread stretch for the week. You, you know, it. you eating oatmeal in the morning and ramen. Ramen at night. <laughs> See, I didn't, yes. even, I didn't even have to finish. Like, yes. you already know. So, yes. I've experienced those days. Um, there's there's been some days where like, man, I, you know, even if it was in a short period of time, like I really didn't have a place to call home, mm. you know, uh, living on the road, and, mm-hmm. you know, or just doing whatever it was that I had to do. I don't necessarily have like the, I don't know, I guess the most heavy hearted stories per se in terms of like, you know, people saying, man, I've been couch surfing, I was sleeping in the box or like, uh, 
Right. Um, what was it, man? Um, and I mean, so, I mean, and I'm not saying that to like make fun. No, no, of no, no, there's yeah. some, there's some stories, you know, that some people like dealt with like tremendous struggle mm-hmm. to get where they are, and and some not. So I mean, the, the story is different for everybody. But um, I mentioned marriage because that was probably like one of the, one of the more difficult things mm-hmm. in transitioning for me, just because like I'm, I'm not just um trying to make my life fit. Like it's a completely new life. Completely, you new know, exactly. Experience. Like I'm not trying to like take what I used to do and make it fit in what I'm doing currently. Right. It's just a it's a new ball game. Like you know, you're you're looking to see like what what life is shaping out to be together. You mm-hmm. know, shout out to my wife um, because she's been like definitely a, a huge support. Because I mean, I'm I've definitely seen myself at times like as a chronic overthinker. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I've I've been my own like worst enemy, really. Mm-hmm. Just being completely mm-hmm. honest, since we're talking about like struggle and stuff, where like I would I would think myself out of things, if I didn't have like my wife and like the circle of people who've been around me, man, I'd probably be living in my head way more than I care mm-hmm. to admit, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, even though the transitioning was like difficult. It wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be in, in totality because, man, my wife just been like mad supportive, you know, to just what I do, how I do. Sometimes it could be like late night, early morning studio sessions to I could just be gone for, you know, days at a time yeah. doing what I need to do. But, you know, our foundation at the crib is love. You know, I support her as well. She's like going for her masters right now. Hey, that's what's up. Um, and that that could be daunting as well for her, mm-hmm. you know. And and we have a, a one year old, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're like taking time, like balancing, yeah. you know, um, just time doing what it is. Not so much like what we want to do per se, but like doing what we're doing because we know it's going to impact our family, you know, as well. Um, so yeah, now I'm definitely in a different space, um, especially this this year probably like since the summer. Um, that's all I've been focusing on really. It's just been, you know, music and cultivating and building relationships mm-hmm. and doing what I can. I mean, she sees the importance in that. So yeah, she's just been supporting me like every step yeah. of the way, man. So yeah, I know not everybody has that. So I know I was, I was I, I just gotta, getting ready to get say credit. that. I gotta get credit. Getting ready to say that because not everybody has that, uh, that support to help them care because sometimes we need it. Right. So my wife is super supportive of the things that she just sent me a text uh, the other day, uh, all capital letters. I'm your biggest fan. Right. And so that just makes you feel feel so much appreciative because she realizes the dreams that I personally have. And I recognize the dreams that that she has. And so we kind of try to figure out ways to support each other more through those things. Like, honestly, you know, for anybody watching, I think this is the first time I mentioned this. In any of these uh, episodes is the fact that I had to convince my wife to allow me to set up the studio in our house mm-hmm. because our house, you know, your home is your personal living space. Great right. Point. Great point. And, you know, she was like, no, no, because this is our home. This is where we we live. This is and we don't want people just coming in to kind of invade that. Yeah. But I was super. Just ex- excited when. And she thought about it. She said, you know what? I'm going to support you through that. That That's huge. And I was like, man, I was like, oh, man, thank I you mean, so much. Because, I mean, I I have my own space, you know, and, and shout out to your wife. Shout out to all, yeah, shout out to shout, all, shout support, out to all support, support wives. Say, 
All supportive wives. Yes. <laughs> all, all supportive significant others. Um, yeah, I mean, because you're right. Like, I mean, your 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 home is 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 your 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 place. Whether you want to say your sanctuary, mm-hmm. it's it's your it's it's your place of living. Mm-hmm. Like anything and everything personal is here. Like last right. thing you want to do is like bring people. Cause you know how it is. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you you've met plenty of people where it's like on the surface things look very professional, mm-hmm. but as soon as they come around and they get to a certain level of comfort with comfort with you, they might drop you know mm-hmm. whatever level of I don't know like facade or what, what whatever it was that they were trying to portray to get whatever they want to get out of mm-hmm. you. When they get comfortable, like you start seeing a little more of the real, you know. Yeah, having discernment on things like that is definitely important, especially when you're talking about bringing. Bringing people around family. I mean, because I've I have opened up my home before, like to doing things with with people, mm-hmm. you know. And and don't get me wrong, like it's not like I had like any horror stories or anything, or like having like the wrong type of people around. But you do you do begin to respect and appreciate more the boundaries that you do set up because like you got that right. not not everybody not everybody needs to be you know around like that. And when you do open up your home sometimes it can throw things off, mm-hmm. you know, specifically. So yeah, that's why I say like, shout out to her, you know, cause my wife, my wife does the same thing, you yeah. know, before any moves are made, we discuss some things, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, well, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Or I personally don't feel like I want this around our son or that around, mm-hmm. you know? So, but yeah, yeah, you gotta be, you have to be very protective and use discernment in a lot of situations. Now I never had, any of those things happen yet where someone came in with maybe ulterior motives mm-hmm. or uh, were seeking something something different by putting on a facade. I mean, but then again, uh, I got two kids who are black belts. I got a wife who is like, man, I don't even know what, she, what belt level she is, but <laughs> they all took Taekwondo, right? I'm the only one who's still a white belt oh. in, in, the, <laughs> in the family. It's right? a family affair. It's, it's family fun. affair, right? And so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, anybody who's watching you who come on the show, just, just know that we, you know, yeah, y'all, we, y'all we, get down. We in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> not me per se, but I got you know, family who. Body but, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about what advice would you have for anyone coming into into this music industry? Hmm, that's always um, that's always probably like one of the best questions to ask. Um, there's so many things that I can't say, but if there was some advice, um, the advice today, what would I give? So I would say, um, in terms of when, so when, when we, when we present ourselves or rather when a situation present, presents itself for us to be involved in, nine times out of 10, I feel like typically when people are pursuing something or they want to be somewhere in life, they immediately look at a situation and say, what can, what can I get out of it? Mm. Like what, what's going to benefit me? And a lot of times I feel like, I mean, I can only speak like really like from a position of being like a creative is uh, I feel a lot of times we end up shooting ourselves in the foot mm-hmm. when we go into a situation thinking like that, mm-hmm. because we, we get this like tunnel vision where it's like, we're, we're looking towards, we're looking towards a goal or we're looking towards like attaining a certain thing. And we're not we're not paying attention to everything that's happening in between. Like we end up overlooking sometimes like some of the most important, valuable things because we step into a situation looking to see what we can get and get up out of there. Like 
and that's just not the that's not the attitude that I have. Like that's not mm-hmm. that's not the mindset to have because I mean that um that affects a lot of other things. Um, I, I mean yeah. another another bit of another bit of I guess advice I was gonna give was that like and and this is something that I've learned over the years that your your character beyond whatever talent you have whatever skill you have man I don't I don't care if I play like twenty instruments and I was like you know I don't know like just this this ahead of his time type musician mm-hmm. um it doesn't matter like what skills i possess if i don't know how to treat people if i don't know how to hold conversation and mm-hmm. converse with people if i don't know how to respect people if i don't know how to give love like if if i'm if if i'm over here like trying to mask like character issues just because i got the skill mm. and i think that the skill can carry me over and like i'm not going to be interacting with like there's there's no there's really nothing that I'd be able to do. Right. There's nowhere that I could really go. So I mean, in in short, advice, um, just you know, I would say this because this is this is this is that time now. Mm-hmm. So um, your 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 character your character means more than than anything when it comes to trying to work with people uh, in the industry, even if it just came to like just going about things with your own family like mm. char- character character means more than what you think you know you can gain and sometimes character means more than what you can give because i mean the the biggest thing and the best thing that you can give to anybody is of yourself you're not just like giving a service you you really are giving of yourself so just just be mindful be mindful that um care for yourself and care for those around you because like really at the end of the day it doesn't matter what opportunities you get it doesn't matter what accolades what plaques mm-hmm. as a as a human being like if you can't carry yourself in a manner man that's going to actually elevate those around you and bring value even more so to those that you work with and live around mm-hmm. like i mean what what are we doing right. you know so yeah. yeah that's that's truth man being a jerk butt is not going to get you in places where you think you're gonna. Nah, you you could be the most. Get into. You, you could be the most. I mean, I've heard stories. There's, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but for for stories that I've had heard, like man, some people are like phenomenal uh, artists, phenomenal mm-hmm. musicians, phenomenal producers. I mean, people were like sought out who got like legacy and like you know their presence mm-hmm. is of, of legend. But if you're a jerk, I mean. I feel like the only time somebody's really gonna reach out to you is because they want whatever clouds attached to your name right. to elevate, you know, whatever. But if that's mm-hmm. all the value you have, mm-hmm. like you're only gonna attract people who's gonna come, get what they can, and leave. But I mean, really having a a, a presence of state of mind, state of being, presence of soul, even, you know, that's going to keep longevity and like a real sense of legacy are those who really care for those around them. That's so, right. That's that's what I'm trying to you know I'm trying to keep that going. Yeah, yeah, and I sense that from the interaction that we that we've had that that is the the uh, persona of anatomy, and so uh, you know for those of you who are in the Atlanta area, you get a chance to run into this brother man. You're going to kind of experience the same the same thing as well. Uh, and man, it's it's been a pleasure, brother. We we've had a great conversation. So many gems, sure. so many things that I'm sure that anybody who's coming back to watch this is going to to pick up on. 
Yeah, man, it's been great yeah. having you on the show, man. Man, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. I had no idea, you know, from the from the time meeting you at Patchwork, yep. something like this would like come about. But uh, again, it's been a blessing, a privilege, and an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Nah, no doubt, no doubt, man. So last thing, tell people where they can find you. Um, you can find me anywhere. No, let me be one specific. I'm just, I'm just being specific. You can find me at the grocery store, Publix, so, um, on uh, Right, on wherever. Um, so uh, Anatomy 3, um, at A-N-A-T-O-M-E-3, at A-N-A-T-O-M-E-3. That's on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, my name is Michael DeLeon. You can find me on Facebook there as well. But typically, you know, if I connect with anybody, it's on IG or Twitter. So that's where you can find me. That's right. One more time, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank sure, you. man. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music. You can always catch us every Saturday at www.wecreatemusic.tv. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to next time. We're out. <laughs>